All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesco. Gentlemen, this is where we talk about things, all things segment related and all things eh, maybe only uh, tangentially related to the FPL. I tell you, I wish people, we probably should just rehash what we were just discussing as we were <laughs> hey, all laughing are, hard. I feel like, look, there are plenty of things that are that are FPL relevant in the talking points for many of these matches, even if it's not something that we delve into in either stats or something else. I feel like there's... Plenty of you want to eye test things. I feel like they're going to show up here. All right, fine. Let's get right yeah, into Scott, it. Let's talk about why you're poo pooing this. Dude. Let's talk about what's happened in game week 36 so far. Chelsea 2, Wolves 2. Unless you're a Chelsea fan, which everyone else who's not a Chelsea fan probably enjoyed watching the many faces of Chelsea's prospective new owner <laughs> as mm. Chelsea go ahead 2 0 and then, well, basically lose this one 2 2. Scott, I. Loved seeing Lukaku and Pulisic start, and it and it seemed like at least at minimum for the first half they had this connection thing. Like they've been sitting next to each other on the bench for like the last four yeah. weeks, and like, bro, when are we gonna play? The other guy's like, I don't know. When are we gonna play, dude? Like they have no idea. Like they're both wondering when the heck we're gonna play. They both get a chance. They're doing work. Lukaku gets two goals, Pulisic a minimum one assist. I don't think he got the other. One of them was a penalty. So Yeah, Lukaku assisted himself on that one. Uh, assist VAR. Assist VAR. Assist I, Roman Saiz, scissor kick. A, yeah. Anyways, getting back to that. And then Chelsea, Scott, and the reason why they folded like a cheap suit is because they're mojo. They're down the mojo table. And, and that's just a realistic place of – and look, this pod, it, especially me, I've been, uh, you know, full send on this point of if your clubhouse is not right, your team won't be right on the pitch. True. And their clubhouse has not been right uh, for a while, and it's starting to show in a in a big way over the last. Ever since Arsenal slammed them, I'm like, what Chelsea team was that? Like, I didn't expect that. And I, I would love to boast, like, oh yeah, Arsenal whipped them. No, they Arsenal beat a team that. Is, was struggling uh, in a massive way, I think, in the clubhouse. And, Scott, you're rolling your eyes because it's always about Arsenal. But Arsenal's going to get third because Chelsea can't hold a 2 nothing lead they at home might. against Wolves. They might. It's crazy. I, I didn't even realize, Brian, but you're right. You said it two pods ago. They're down one point. Yeah. So 
I actually didn't roll my eyes. I was sitting here thinking that I need to explain for all of our non-U.S. listeners that clubhouse is essentially the U.S. terminology for dressing room. Oh, yeah. Good. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Whatever. Translate. All right. I just did. <laughs> yeah. For all right. Sure. Well, hey, y'all know what they, there were huge. I think the lineup changes for Chelsea were gigantic. For sure. For for a lot oh, of people, because yeah, I had Havertz, and I'm like, well, I was going to say, Havertz. they they Chelsea got what they needed despite changing two prominent attacking players. Well, they didn't get what they needed. They did not get a win. No, they did at the beginning. That's what I'm saying. They got they got, they got a two nil lead at home against a team that two that a podcast ago we quoted Bruno Lage for saying we we didn't even play. We watched a team play for 90 minutes and they come out here and they start smashing them again. And then they make some tactical changes and it match ends. The match ends two, two. What's also fascinating real quick is uh, not that this matters for anything. I get a text, I guess, right as the game ends. I thought I had the game on in my house. I turned it off with like a minute left. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's over. I get a text from Brian Connor Cody question mark? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no way. Or is Chelsea draw? It was yeah. Chelsea draw question mark. I'm like, no way. I, scra- I just assumed, I scrambled I just on my phone. For Arsenal's sake, you would have been watching to the end. I, I just didn't think it was gonna happen. Like, yeah, it, okay. There were literally like 30 seconds left in the match. They had a free kick at midfield, and I just like whatever. Like, I was trying to do house chores at that point. And <laughs> it's like it's not nothing's gonna happen. Whatever. I was wrong. Football wins, Scott. Football they, always seems to win. Marcus, <laughs> that not only does Havertz and Mount Havertz and Mount don't start. I don't think they can. Oh, Havertz came on for like eleven minutes or something like, or a minute. One. Oh let boy. Me yeah. Mind See, what's you. The, why? why? One you, minute. Why do that? They switched Marcus Alonso at halftime for uh, Saul Niguez, and which then shifted Reese James from. Right back to right center back, which is what everybody is fearing for Reese James, is that if he's not playing forward, if he's not attacking Reese James, his definitely his FPL value, but also his even maybe his real life value is is diminished because that's not his. It, he's obviously stronger playing on the playing up the right side. Obviously, and yeah, and so you see what happened. They're going to lose the leads on Wednesday. I um, hope so. Oh my gosh, I hope so. Very amazing. One of the segments uh, that we have semi-stolen, but called the FPL Bad Beat of the Week. I was going to declare it from this match for me when it was Connor Cody who scored. I had just sent him out after Brutal. all the Wolves talk that we uh, that we had, Scott. and rightfully so. Uh, but then it got worse because on Sunday morning I saw what All Star listener Ben, creator of the Mojo Table, uh, said about his team. He said that. He was going to do a negative eight that included bringing in Eddie and Kedia and Mikolenko from Everton and decided against it as too crazy. And of course, yeah, both of them between the two of them, they score three goals this week. I'm sorry. Yeah. Unreal. That is the actual bad beat of the week. Um, Anything else in this one? Well, just that, that I think for people who have FPL wise, if you have, any of the people we just said, Alonzo and Reese James, and then Mountain Havertz. I assume Mountain Havertz come back in. I mean, they can't. They can't get benched twice in a row. But uh, they can. I don't think so. This but is, this sure, is they Tuch- could. This is Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea. You're talking about Brian. I just think defensively, 
it's it makes Reese and Alonzo especially safe, I think, because uh, they one we've already said, and they, Tuchel's already said a million times how important Reese James is to them, and it's, it's the fact that he played half the game basically in a less physically demanding position, I think guarantees that he'll play again. And they're in a tough, like we said, they're in a tough spot when point or in the table, and. Unless, it is weird that they're actually I, now thinking about the table. And unless they, and unless something happens where they're just deciding that Alonzo has now, if if this is like back to Alonzo out of favor and he just gets benched completely, you'd think that Alonzo comes back in to start. If Leeds somehow beats Leeds. Chelsea this week and and Spurs beat Arsenal, which would be honestly, it would be great because then they both could have a chance at overtaking Chelsea. Like I don't want Arsenal to lose, but it could happen. That's your Arsenal moment. Yeah, I just said Spurs. Uh, I would be glad if Spurs actually beat Arsenal because then they would both have a chance to, to pass beat Chelsea. Chelsea. That that, that, that would be the moment. only thing I could take. I just need yeah. Saka to score a brace. Okay. Arsenal can lose three two, but I just need Saka to score a brace. <laughs> See right. now, look at this. Right. This is like your nightmare. He's yeah. He's, this is why we F- never finish on time. I was gonna say his FPL love has <laughs> usurped his team yeah. love here at the end. No, of No, my team love is more. All right, all right, all right. Go all ahead. Right. What's Go next, Scott? All right. Next is Crystal Palace 1, Watford nil. We officially get to say goodbye to Watford. It is uh, uh, truly, it's a holiday when we get to see Watford relegated. I did go back and look at this. When Zisco was sacked Mm -hmm. early this season, it was after seven matches, and uh, they were in, they had earned seven points in seven matches. They were in 15th place at that moment in the table. They lost their next match and dropped to 16th. They won in game week nine, which moved them up to 14th. Mm-hmm. And they never saw that again. Mm-hmm. And they only went down, down, down to 19th place, where they then sat for a very long time. And that is where they currently sit and probably will end up the season as they uh, descend into the championship next year. You know who's very upset about this? Ben Foster. Ben I'm Foster sure. called out his teammates after this loss basically said, we've got a lot of guys here who don't know how to play 90 minutes. They play 60, 70, but they don't play 90, and that's been the problem this season. Wow. Yeah. I love it. Why not say it? It's something to say it now. I thought you would give some kind of award of some kind to Hassan Kamara for his, <laughs> for his uh, as they say, disaster class. Oh. Did he get pushed? That was a weird play to me. There was a lot of VAR in that moment. Uh, Grampy Roy thought he did get pushed. It kind of seemed like he did, but then you know you see the slow motion replays and you can't tell. It's it's one of those. I feel like every color commentator is going to say, "For me, that's for not, me. That, for me, that's not enough. Which, not enough contact." Well, the one that called this There's match, in that. the one that called this match for the world feed, said he agreed with it, but he really wrestled with it all the way to the end of the call. Yeah, and I, I agree. Which, if it had not been given, you would have been. Seems like you would have been okay with it. The fact that it was given, it's like well, I can kind of see that. This is uh, this is clear and obvious. But you know, when it comes to VAR, clear and obvious of left and building, for sure. Anything else? Uh, I'm I'm done with Watford. I get to be done with Watford for at least a year. We we talked about Palace in past pods, but uh, love and some Zaha going forward. Yeah, just that Butland and Edward were in. They were Guaida out, Mateta out, and then Mateta ends up probably getting the one of the best second half chances to yeah. score. Still for, only uh, has one, one fantasy point yeah. so far as we say here. Uh, yeah, yeah, but Happy he's t- still in my lineup. 
happy to have gotten rid of him this week. Oh, good for you. All right, I told you this was going to be a weekly thing. Uh, the uh, made-up derby of this week uh, comes from Burnley 1, Aston Villa 3. I've decided to go ahead and name this the Danny Ings derby, because oh, why nice. not? Danny Ings shows his value, putting in a goal here while Veghorst uh, struggles to make anything from his opportunities. I put Ings versus Veghorst in the Danny Ings derby victory to Danny Ings. Yeah, but all <laughs> of, of us random Darby. The Danny yeah. Ings Darby. It does kind of fit though, because Danny. I mean, this a lot. He of, didn't celebrate, by the way. Like lot, he, but there's a lot of claret here, and I feel like it just all they all blend together anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of claret. Here. Ings, Buendia, and Watkins all score. Uh, Burnley. I mean, that they, they just went down so early here. Um, this was a little surprising, though, right? Because this has been a little bit. This has been where we're going to avoid relegation, Burnley. Yeah. Who under had been, who had been in, 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 I'd say, good form. Yeah. Uh, and then all and, of a sudden, not. And now, also, worst case scenario for them, depending on the outcome of the James Tarkowski hamstring scan. Oh. If if he's out, uh, unless Ben Mee makes some sort of like miracle comeback this and, like, week, like coming off the coaching bench, they are down Mee and Tarkowski. Learned that. Uh, Mate Vidra tore his ACL Holy. like mid match, last match, wow. and played on it. I think he after I think he assisted the Cornet <laughs> goal the torn ACL? after the torn ACL. I think. Look, I've done it, so I know what that feels like. Granted, there could be different grades. Mine was like. I think literally... he played ninety minutes. I'm. I. You can check on the thing right there. But either way, this I don't is know. Like, it says knee injury, twenty five percent chance of playing. No, there's a zero percent chance of him playing in twenty. <laughs> He's not playing in twenty twenty two. You mean I can't trust? I can't no. trust the FPL. You cannot uh, triangles. The, triangles. <laughs> he has he has a gray rated injury right now, according to okay. FPL. No, he is not playing. Uh, they have me expected back May twenty second. That's next week. Tarkowski, That's 75% week week chance of playing. You're right. If they don't have Tarkowski in there. Oh, yeah. Then what are they going to do? It is, not, it is full. The, the only thing they could do after that is throw, which I'm surprised the first thing you didn't say is about Max Cornet wanting to be unloaned, which he's not on a loan. I, I wasn't going to bring who, that up. First of all, I wasn't going to bring that up because, honestly, it's just embarrassing. Who tweeted that, though? Is that a Burnley person? I sent that to you. Yeah. I wasn't going to bring that up. Read the quote. Do you have the quote? The report is from... Second. It's legitimate because I saw it in multiple places. The official statement was uh, that Burnley caretaker manager Michael Jackson revealed... Revealed that Max Cornet was uh, confused about his Burnley contract. He indicated he would like to return to his parent club <laughs> this week, <laughs> and had to be told by the manager he's not You're on not loan. On loan. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott, this is real, and this is not like this is Babylon beast. This, this is, is not the this Onion. Is, this is right? Burnley, like, man. This is holy. Burnley. And Max Cornet finally figured out what part of England he went to. That's hilarious. I hope that some of that was lost in translation, Max. Anything else on this match? No. By the way, ever since we talked about Villa and uh, should they feel safe from relegation? They're now in 11th place in the table, Brian. Um, Dave, the answer to the question is, is that real? The answer is no. 
because I think what they did is um, they took Michael Jackson's song lyrics and uh, then turned it into uh, Billy Jean's not fake. Well, you are not alone is a famous Michael Jackson song. <laughs> and <laughs> so, okay, Scott, the, the Brian's beyond that. Uh, <laughs> the other quotes, according to the same account, his caretaker manager, Michael Jackson said, it's the way you make me feel. <laughs> Sources said he had told the team uh, when the... Wait, are you saying that this there's a Twitter clever. source out there is not reliable? This is, this is very clever. Uh, that he, Michael Jackson, is reportedly unimpressed with his side's current points tally and feels they need to get more goals to secure their status. Sources have said that he told his team, don't stop till you get enough. <laughs> okay. Also famous. We've given way too much time. Oh, this now. I love it. Burnley. Well, it's going to be interesting. If if nothing else, there is still a race for the title mathematically, which we can be thankful for as we sit here in the middle of gaming. Tell six out there. There is a race for can, top four, can which we can be a, thankful can for. Can I ask a blended thing? Well, well let Go me ahead. just finish Go my ahead. point. West Ham's going to beat him this week. We have, we have a we all three races are still in effect. With two and a half game weeks left to play as we're sitting here. West Ham's beating them this week. We can be thankful for that, and I don't want to get my hopes up too high about what you're saying as a Liverpool fan. But the best of the three battles is the relegation battle, and it's going to be a lot of fun because this isn't this isn't going to oh be gosh. nil-nil. If West Ham and Leeds win this week, unbelievable in match week 37. We cannot know that that's going to happen. But here's the thing. This is going to be the best relegation battle going out that, that we've ever seen in the in the recent history that we've been watching the Premier League. That's true. Because these aren't going to be nil-nil matches. These aren't clubs that can't score. Mm-hmm. These are Everton and Leeds and Burnley, and they will score goals and make matches fun and interesting going out. Um, what I was going to ask is, as far as Steven Gerrard as – Aston Villa manager. Steven Gerrard's going to have a major role in the title. I was going to say, he's already being, I'm sure. Is he starting the under-21s for Villa? (laughs) I I think I posed that question to someone. I can't remember if it was Brian or someone else. Like, is he needs to make is Gerard really gonna? Yeah. Is there are they really gonna go after gonna it? Go is Ings and Gatinho and Gerard really gonna go after it this I week? Say, I mean, he set it up this week where he benched Philippe Coutinho to already. Wendia had a probably his best match of the season. Yeah, finally uh, in this in this match. So then, and Jacob Ramsey wasn't in at all. Well, he was a little. He had a triangle. He had no, a, he's got a knock. He might not play the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, I actually sent him out I'm because saying, of the like, triangle. I'm, I'm just saying, like that he's setting he's a it young up. talent. They don't want to push yeah. too far. So yeah, but then but then you think he'll, they'll go forward against City, especially if there's a title on the line, right? Uh, I don't have any notes from Brentford 3, Southampton nil. We talked about Brentford defense and how valuable it is at the end of our last episodes. If you didn't go all the way to the end of the last episode, make sure you go check that out. There's Anything one, else on this match? There's one note. There's there's at least, two, I th- I'd say, two notes. One, all right. Saints away fans chanting for Hassenhudel to be sacked. Was it Saints away fans or Brentford home fans? I think it was Saints away fans. According, right. to, the, according to Sky Sports. Great. It was Saints away fans chanting this. You know what? It could have been confusing because Brentford's home kits, Southampton's home (laughs) kits, awfully similar. Okay, but here's the thing: if you're Southampton, again, it's like Burnley Villa and West Ham all thrown together into one. Like, I have come to loathe 
economics of the Premier League. I really, really have. And now this is news it, is this when you, are you making that stand right now to Manchester City uh, news? I, just like, can someone please look at their uh, accounting books, please? Yeah, if but, you're a Southampton, but fan, hold on, Scott. In fairness to them, at least on this deal, his release clause is sixty three million pounds like it's not absorbent no but and we know he that... wants to go there his dad we, sure, we've sure, known sure. this for two years but you also know that to sign him you have to actually fork over 300 million based on the fees to the agent to the father and then what the you know the wages that are going to be paid i mean this is in this is much higher than just a release clause it is possible and i don't know all the fpl transfer rules that the the fees to FPL? the agent what did i say you said fpl which fpl you're right. You're right. PL. The PL. There's no <laughs> F there. Um, that the thank you for correcting me. The, the Premier League. I don't know all the Premier League rules on transfers, so I don't know what happens when it comes to monies that go to the agent, monies that go to the father. I I thought it just pertains to monies that go towards the player and their their wage. And that, how that that particular in. fee, yes, but uh, but room. Rumor has it, and I'm not. Has it but what his... I'm saying is, can you have the 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 dark money be filtered out to? Well, and that's my point. And dark I money. and I understand your point. Who has more dark money than Manchester City? Mm, I mean, I'm Newcastle only, might. I'm oh, well. Fair fair point. <laughs> fair point. Touche. Okay. So so basically, this match this past weekend was the dark money derby. Is what you're saying? That would have been a better derby there to you choose. Go. Now that's wow. a good made up. Now, derby. That's a dark money well. derby name. We got there. We got there together. Here, here, my, I only bring that up to say, if you're a Southampton fan, what are you expecting? Hassan Hurdle is the best you're going to do. I agree with that. Hassan Hoodle has been really good for them. So don't hate him if he, if if his team his Southampton has played great this year. So yeah, have they mailed it in the last few weeks? Yeah, probably. They're a mid-table club. And, but that's what they are and yep. that's all they're ever going to be. Just be happy you're in the Premier League Southampton. Exactly right. Because you could easily turn into Portsmouth if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah, James Ward Prowse, the best free kick taker since since Messi. Uh, David Beckham. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um the ben second like- one Prouse. The second one was that just that Ayer's goal was amazing. Push it like Prouse. Yes, push it like Prouse. Bend the leg back. Hey, Erickson, Brian, what's not? That's not. I, but I don't I, want to dwell here long because FPL relevance is zero. Erickson has been such an energizer bunny for the team. That's what real that's, life, real life impact. Absolutely. Yeah. Who, who is making a difference with FPL impact? Truthfully, yeah, just not yeah, on himself. Right. He assisted here. I mean, we. He's it's a great those, story. Just one of those guys that you you could you know, definitely can count on. And like we said last pod, uh, two nice on paper matchups for Brentford uh, to end their season. This has been pretty good. <laughs> he hasn't been hot. He's been he's been pretty good. He gets on the score sheet here again. I'm not going to any Brentford players other than Jansen. All right. All right. Do what you want, man. There's look at they're doing they're killing it right they now. They are doing work. Speaking of teams who should be happy where they are, and probably are thrilled with where they are. Brighton four. Mm-hmm. Manchester United nil. Leander it's Leander Trossard's world. It is, and we've talked about that, so we're not gonna focus on that. Instead, Brian, we're gonna focus on the guy whose name we should have done a how mm-hmm. to say in a long time ago. But you know what? When you score your first FPL goal not FPL, well, yes, that too, but your first Premier League goal. And then you uh, you shed some major tears about it. You're gonna get some. Uh, you're gonna get some. Did time that happen? And, and attention yeah. on this podcast. Well, Dave, why don't let's talk about it in the how to say segment, and you'll learn a whole lot. Really? Yeah. Can you do music for it? 
God bless. You ask so much. <laughs> it's fine. We'll do as usual, Dave. We haven't old. done this segment in a while, Dave. We well, I did it. That's not true. You missed it, and then you never listened to it. I don't. Therefore, just confessing to it. That's true. But when you were out on I heart have... leave, we yeah, heart leave. <laughs> we did big horse. You... I was a real Brian. When you were Chester. barely living, <laughs> we did. You know? We did Bob big horse. Yeah, we've done a couple, but. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, as you were doing your best Iron Man, (laughs) we were we were doing pods. That's hilarious. (laughs) All right. As usual, David, the only song I want to hear for this uh, segment is the modern rock classic Waiting Room by Fugazi. However, in an effort to have this segment appeal to the largest audience, can you play the world uh, number one song as it was uh, by Harry Styles? That's a song? Yeah. Harry Styles. You know of Harry Styles? Yeah, sure. I know Harry Styles. He's cool. Boy. This week's How to Say isn't all that crazy. You guys can already probably guess how to say it, although they've guessed wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this, I brought it up. This Spanish, <laughs> last pod. This Spanish left back for the greatest mid-table team in the world in the Premier League at the moment. Uh, the Brighton and Hove Albion Seagulls. You started so big and brought that down birds. so far. Trash birds. The Brighton and Hove Albion Seagulls. Will, Trash birds. He will be with us for at least five years, assuming that everything goes normally with his current contract. Dave, he started at your favorite club. I know. Barcelona. Yo, for sure. Then, after a couple loans, went to Getafe before Barcelona. coming. Before coming here to your second favorite club, Dave. It's funny. Trash birds. It's funny how life works, isn't it? Is so he's here in this segment, though, because if there's one thing that this podcast respects, it is on-pitch emotion. We have said it since day one on this podcast. If you are man enough to cry, you're a bigger, better man than any of the three of us. Facts. Which reminds me of the great, great deep thought by Jack Handy. It takes a big man to cry, but it takes a bigger man to laugh at that. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Perfect. Anyhow, the world owes so much to deep thoughts by Jack. For sure. And they, yes. and they do not. I don't know no how one, many people no realize it. I don't know if anyone knows who it is anymore, but either way. Whether this man's goal did anything for UFPL-wise or not, we just wanted to acknowledge and applaud the effort that these young men put into this game. We loved seeing an outpouring of emotion. Mm. From your seagulls left back, none other than Mark Kukureya. Kukureya. Double L, Dave. Spanish yep. double L. Asia. Mark Kukureya. Is it Kukure- No. Nope. Mark. Yeah. Kukureya. Kukureya. Yeah. You could you could put a and little hint Spanish. of a. Yes. No. Spanish. Spanish offshoot. Is it just a, Spanish? If you are Spanish and you end up at Barcelona, do you see only, like, failure if you end up at Brighton? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe he's like, oh, he scored this goal, and I just point. did it for lousy Brighton. I tell you what, I like him as a player. I will, I'll yeah, take him at Arsenal any day. Right? Yeah, like, he's been I like good I'll take them. him on my team. No, he's been fantastic. He's been really good for them. Like, their backs with Lamptey and Kukurea, uh, they can play for a lot of teams. Do you know who else likes him? Who? Brighton Barbers. Yeah, that By is the way, he's got awesome somewhere hair. Neil Mope, I have hair envy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Somewhere Neil Mope was like, that's my boy. Uh, Neil Mope, I might have just gotten dumped to 
Nowheresville by Danny Welbeck. By now healthy Danny Welbeck. Nah, you gotta Who keep... was very good in that. Oh, come keep... on. Matt gotta... Allister probably dumped you gotta keep all, any of them for it, Welbeck of them. cover. No, Welbeck requires cover. Mope, Mope's going to do the deal there. All right. And, you know, Ranick was probably shedding quite a few tears as well. He's blasting away at this team, which, by the way, he's still going to be working for next season, just not on the touchline. This is this is nuts. Okay. Mope played seven minutes in this match and has only played three of the last six. Brighton Honestly, matches. it's why Brighton's doing better. Liverpool won, Spurs won. This obviously had a major uh, factor, uh, played a major factor in uh, what we see as the title race. I think we've discussed the major players here. We talked about Luis Diaz and, and Liverpool did midfielders. Did you say Liverpool 3, Tottenham 1? I don't one. think I did. I think I said 1-1. One, one. It's 1-1. One, one. Did I say 3-1? I don't know. Maybe in my it, heart, I wanted it to be. I was, scroll, I was scrolling up, so I, I feel like it's not in my... It's, not in <laughs> it's my fine. If I say it memory. often enough, it'll be real, maybe? Yeah. It was definitely 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Good game. I felt like this is what it seemed like to me. I know my brother hated it. Uh, brother Matt, massive Liverpool uh, supporter. I don't know how you can be proud as a Spurs fan. Well, hold on. I don't agree with that statement, and it's hard for me to agree with that as I hate the Spurs. But what I would say was this. It felt like to me, Conte told the locker room, hey, we're going to go out. We're going to absorb their pressure. We might counterattack a little bit in the first half, but let's let them spend all the energy attacking us because they don't have anyone in the middle to actually threaten us. And then at halftime, they make a change where they're like, no, we're going to go at it. And then they, they really started counterattacking and really putting on some pressure. And that's when they got their goal. I'm just saying that's what it seemed like to me. And Liverpool, and look, Klopp's on record. Maybe his manager call of the week. He's like, look, that's I don't like that football. I don't fault them for playing it, but I don't like it. I can't coach it. That's not me. Now, yeah. I respect his honesty. I think he should – be, not be as honest. That's just my opinion. Hold some of that in. So what's funny is he's already admitted that he was a little honest in that well, statement. Well, he was too honest. Because after, after City beat Newcastle. And again, Newcastle, I give him credit for being honest. Yeah. But I also expect him to be a professional and not be completely honest at times. Well, when City beat Newcastle, Pep said that basically you know everyone's cheering for Liverpool. And we know that. And then Klopp was asked about that. Since then, and he said, "Well, in the league, we all Liverpool- say things after the match that we maybe wish we didn't say." And he admitted that what he said on Sunday. Sat- I'm not. Saturday I'm not coming after things. him. I'm, at, I'm coming all. after Spurs. I, I actually like this. Is this is we are FPL America? I I am for look. We are that. That's 100. percent And I, that's going to start my point. But go ahead. Before you jump into what I feel like it's a good point. I I just feel like. <laughs> Thank you. I, I want to say you don't have to play the exact same way to be successful. And that's what makes sure. this league a lot of fun. Conte knew what he had to do with his with the players that he had, in my opinion. He knew what he had to do to get a successful result. This was a semi-successful result. Of course, a win would be better. But I, I feel like his team, where they are at this moment, they needed to get at minimum a draw, and they were able to get it. So we're FPL America, and we've been doing this podcast for several years, and we have, I think, all personally fought that stereotypical standard American sports mindset that is anti-football. And a lot of it, I think, has to do with how Spurs played this match. 
I think it's the fact that this is the one sport I keep thinking about this. And I was thinking about it the entirety of this match as I'm watching Spurs just defend. I think it's the only sport where you can even do that and hope for a result. I mean, yeah. in, in American football, you at least get the ball sometimes. Scott, I'll, but they had the same amount of shots on target that Liverpool did three. Both teams had three shots yeah, on that, target. I think that's, that's, that's sure. I think that says more about Liverpool because yeah, they I, had the I, ball I, the entirety of this match. It's 64 to 35. Yeah. So it's two to one. Right. And that was Klopp. Right? And Klopp said that. Klopp was dangerously close to saying, but the stats. But our stats were better. He was so close to saying that. But he but our XG was extremely high. <laughs> Kudos to reporters who keep asking Klopp how he feels about counterattacking football, by the way. It just seems like an insane thing to ask him when you know that half the league is going to play you that way. I agree I, for sure. Spurs have the quality probably, and he acknowledged that. He talked about the quality players, world-class players. Their insane counterattack. He talked about that. Yeah, which is all true. I just think this was one Liverpool. Like I feel like it. You're right. I think it says a lot more about Liverpool. What did they do that was good here? What did Liverpool do good in this no, game? Other struggled. than other than have the ball. Yeah, they were tired. They they scored a deflected goal to draw. Yep. And easily could have lost the game. Like I agree with both managers who said we feel disappointed. We both. Both Klopp said that we both could have won, we both could have lost. Like either it could have gone, it could have gone to either team, and I just think there there was nothing about this. There was never a point for uh, for Van Dyke to hit a header off the post. Hoybier put a shot off the post. Yeah. Like everybody had a good chance here to get a second goal. Like I I just feel like it was it had way more to do with Liverpool. Liverpool not finishing the job and Spurs not spursing the end of it. Yeah. They didn't make the mistake that ended up costing them the game because they've had similar moments at late stages against Liverpool that have ended in losses, and they didn't have it this time. It's true. A Liverpool lead would have forced Spurs to play differently, and it would have made for much interesting watching. In my for opinion. sure. Look, Spurs. Yeah, if that if that Van Dyke header goes in early. And it's and it's Son and Kane pushing for the goal at the like later, yeah, for sure. I, I I'm going to readily admit that my fandom of Liverpool is is impacting how I look at this. I'm just saying in general, defensive football and the the style of just only playing the counterattack. Honestly, it's making me want to watch. It's I'm I literally have watched less Premier League football than I have in the last twelve years, and it's largely because of that. But Scott, to be a top team. You have to learn how to play multiple ways against multiple different teams. I, I, and that's what we love about about football is oftentimes the best team doesn't win every single time out. It, it who who is better on that day? But football's the only Tottenham, team. Uh, the I will only give sport. Tottenham credit this because Arsenal have not been able to do this. They beat they played City arguably at the moment the best team in the league. They beat them twice. They played them twice. They beat them twice. They played Liverpool twice and they've drawn Liverpool twice. Okay, both. Times they're having less possession and they're playing the same style of ball because they have to. In City and Liverpool, neither one of them have a center presence that can score, and so they liver Tottenham know that they can play a tighter game and and play on the counterattack with Hyunming Sun, with Kulshevsky, with Harry Kane, who are amazing at the on the counterattack, and Liverpool are not going to hurt them in the middle, and City will not hurt them with crosses into the middle, and it's worked. 
Like, I don't know why we are faulting anyone for playing, a, like, recognizing a weakness and then playing a team to that weakness. That doesn't make any sense. Why are we talking down to them? Conte outmanaged both managers in both the matches and have gotten the max amount of points. No one else in the league has a record. Two wins against City and two draws against Liverpool. No one has that. So, so I think we need to look at uh, Conte needs to get credit. Uh, Nuno deserves credit for the first win, Dave. Don't throw Nuno out. <laughs> Nuno got the win against true. the first one against City. Well, all right, fair enough. Give him just give him that stack. win. All right, there we go. Just give Nuno the one win, and then let him. I go. doubt his tactics were much different. You're Anyways, right. the point being is, I I just I don't like, in my opinion, I don't like faulting someone just because we don't like the style. When, when certain managers, like, that's it's one thing I love about football, world football, not American football, is that you can play different styles and win differently. It's just like when Chelsea won the Champions League and they should never have won it against Barcelona. They won the semifinals against Barcelona and they, they, packed, they parked the bus for two straight games and then got a one chance and Fernando Torres ends up scoring and they win like one nothing. Who knows? The scores might have been 2-1 different. But bottom line is Chelsea had no business winning that Champions League semifinal match against Barcelona. They were not the better team, but they were on two consecutive matches. And they just played a better style and they won. And I love that about football that you don't like you can play a different style and if the other team doesn't adjust, then you win. And that is awesome. And I don't know what to do with the fact that I have grown I, I hear you I hear what you're saying. And I I think you're making excellent points. Some of the best points you've made in a Long, long time. I don't have many, but thank you. I just don't know what to do with the fact that I watch a match like that, and for me, I have the opposite reaction. I get it. But in, and listen, when, when I played years ago, I played defense. So I remember specifically games. We won a match. I would play travel soccer. We played at a team, and we, we had a good goalkeeper and a good defense, and we hung in the match. We hung in the match. We had a corner kick late in the game. I, I didn't score many goals. I ended up having a header goal that scored, and we won one nothing away at this team that we should never – they probably had 80 to 20 possession. And we had one shot, and we took it, and we made it, and we beat, we won that game. Maybe that's just in my blood, and, I'm, and um, I'm partial to that, but that's part of the game that I love. I think it would help me a lot if <laughs> – can I, can, I can I hate on NBC announcers just No, a for bit? sure. I, you love to. Well, it, I think it would help me if the announcing would help me appreciate the tactics that are being played. It mm -hmm. seems as though no color commentator is able to speak to the tactics that would help. It would it would it'd be an excellent gateway into understanding what's happening as we're watching. For sure, the match. for sure. Well, and you're right. That's a really good point, and that doesn't happen enough. It doesn't happen. They're not saying, "Hey, listen, it Liverpool's dominating happens. possession," yeah. but they're not dominating the game. Tottenham is letting them have it here, and they're just absorbing pressure, understanding that they don't have a, a, a top center presence. They don't have to worry about crosses coming in, headers going in. Therefore, they're able to shape it. And Tottenham's actually waiting to use their energy when they want to use energy. Like, you're right. That's not being discussed. I, I mean, honestly, the Sun goal, the, I, the ease that they scored that counterattacking goal, yeah. the, the pass from Emerson Royal out to Kane, was crazy. Well, no, no, it, it was Kane to Royal 
Royal then to, okay no I'm, well, I'm I, just saying Royal passed it up from I mean from the left side yes. and he just like it looked like the kind of pass that was like where's that gonna go that's gonna go into the stands oh no it's gonna drop right to the person he was passing it to out to Sessignon with the easiest pass ever Sessignon had a had an, an acre of space on the left side to pass it easily into Sun for the opening goal the the ease of that goal uh, to me that was like the most like the the most damning part of the Liverpool performance was that it was like they they cracked him like an egg. I mean, I feel like that was the easiest goal I feel like I've ever seen. Pass to Allison. Yeah, and I just I, like seeing that, and then knowing that that's the way that's how Liverpool go down in the game. You can see it in the stands. I mean, every time they cut to a fan shot before the Diaz goal, I mean, it was like I'm surprised everyone wasn't biting their fingernails because it just looked like everyone. Yeah. There was nothing there I, other than if you didn't like the tactics, if you don't like the way they play, fine. But there was nothing controversial in it. That was the part that That's was true. like, yeah. there was nothing about it that was like, you didn't expect this, or there was something that happened that was like, oh man, it was on that moment that the whole game turned or whatever. It just didn't happen. And credit to Spurs, and that's what I was going to say, for not screwing it up. Like so many chances the, to have the, a, a, a bungled here, pass, in a, fairness. a missed header, something defensively. Christian Romero was the guy, was the guy. Ben Davis blocking Salah's like yeah. great shot, like a Salah's probably best chance to score, completely blocked by Ben Davis lunging. Yep. Like that's what that's what they needed, and they got what they needed. You said credit to Spurs, uh, they got the draw. Credit to Arsenal for taking advantage of that Spurs draw. 2-1 win. Barely. Squeaked it out over 10 They should have won 5-0. That just shows that they're, I'm telling you, that's why I'm terrified going in the North London Derby. Well, Foot off the gas at 2-0. Why are you guys doing that? For sure. Honestly. I know. And it, and I'm terrified about this. I, I literally, like, yeah, did they show up against United and Chelsea? But, yeah, those teams have been crap recently. I just feel like Spurs are going to come in, and I, I, I just don't have a good feeling about this. Like, Brian, you tend to do the most research uh, on this podcast. Luke Ayling, is he suspended for the season following that red card? I think so. That was what I the announcer it, said. Yeah, because it was a yellow upgraded to a straight right. red, Serious which I think play. they've got to play the rest of the season without Luke Ayling. They're yeah. already down Stuart Dallas. Um, he's Jesse Marsh was talking about having to do whatever it takes to fit people into those positions, including playing Rafinha there. Which they've done that before. They've, they've thrown, done it. Last year. Not like he, played, he did it a couple scoring. games ago where he threw Rafinha back well, into one of the, it's the funny. back positions. Rafinha got a yellow card for this red card call. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and then he had to be held back so he didn't get a second yellow card for dissent. And I just kept asking myself as I'm watching him just berate the, the referee. It was Robert Madley or something mm-hmm. like that. I was like, oh, now you care? This is making you. He could care? have been trying to get the second yellow to, <laughs> like, to like, get tossed. Get me out of here for a match. I, I'm done here. Thank you very much. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. Very possible. Well, Dave's already had his Arsenal moment. We've already discussed Eddie and Ketty. Uh, Eddie and Ketty. So let's move on to Leicester one, Everton two. They have made this bottom three battle very interesting. Uh, it didn't. Uh, we weren't sure the whole time that this was going to work out. We were talking about Mikalenko's goal, and then Lester score on Mikalenko's goal was awesome. It was awesome. It was also you know, he's never going to do that again, which I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> 
But no, I, that's not my line. That's a direct quote from the okay, color commentator in this match. He says he'll never score another goal like that in his career. <laughs> it's literally what he said okay, after this goes okay. in. I was like, yeah, you're right, but really? Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so Michalenko is in defense for Everton. Uh, the Leicester goal was scored on less than quality defense. Oh, my goodness. This was Keystone Cops defending, Brian. Yeah, you know who it was? I actually don't. It was freaking Seamus's fault. Gary <laughs> Mina's trying to like play a, just, yes, just trying to play a normal header back to Pickford, which would have worked if Seamus doesn't run up and injure <laughs> Yeri Mina. Are, are we about to have a Seamus curse? We are going to have a Seamus curse. <laughs> play the bagpipes. Was that what we say? I don't, I don't know. We don't say that. that never once. Sure, that. we'll no. say we'll. There's music to this. Seamus Curse, presented this week by Yerry Mina. <laughs> Cursey Seamus, made the devil jab your quadriceps with his pitchfork, giving you an injury that may or may not keep you out for several weeks. <laughs> Very famous that one might Irish be, curse. That one might sure. be homemade. I think uh, quadriceps gave that one away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that the Irish are famous for saying that someone will jab you with either. The, the quadriceps. Hey, Lester said he nine uh, shots on goal. Oh, nine shots on target. Nine shots on goal, nine shots on target. Same thing. Yeah, they gifted Jordan, DACA the Jordan Lester goal. Pickford. Jordan Pickford, Jordan man Pickford, of the match. Amazing again. man of the match again. He's keeping them up. Yeah. and Oh, uh, oh him and Anthony Gordon. Those are the those are the two yes. players. Yes, in this for squad. sure. Uh, Harvey Barnes looked good for Leicester. He had probably their best chances. But what are you gonna do? Own him? No, you're not. It didn't amount to anything. They just Leicester have nothing going forward, especially if Madison's not fit enough for the bench. Uh, I, I think that was the danger here. Is that we talked about hip injury? The Brodge talked about the hip injury that James Madison is dealing with a recurrence of a hip injury that has already sidelined him for a long time. Um, I know there was a, there was reference elsewhere kind of throughout the week of like, well, Madison played in the, the European uh, conference, the, the Euro conference league. And I think the feeling with that is, well, there are pain injections. Like you can play a match if you need to be out there. Why are they not going to manage him? It's James Madison. Like yeah. he's and it's and it's a recurrence of a hip injury that he's already had that has that I think did it did he have surgery on it? There's no yellow triangle or any triangle on his name. Look man, I'm just saying I don't trust James Madison's hip. I don't trust Harvey Barnes's feet. I don't trust Jamie Vardy coming back out of this injury and subbing on here for 30 minutes or whatever it was, or 10 or 11 minutes. Is Lester fool's gold? Lester is down to 14th. What, would you have guessed that at the peak of them this season, wherever they were? Would you have guessed 14th for them as a finishing position? I would have guessed at the moment Brendan Rodgers didn't get the United job. Okay. That rumor was out there. It was, and I don't know. Sports Illustrated p- published that rumor. I, I, he hasn't. I don't know. There, there's. I'm totally reading into things and what I see on TV. I have no idea. But the reality is, he doesn't seem super committed, and and they don't really know what they're playing for right now. And he was hypercritical in this match, but I feel like that is what you need to be if you lose two one 
to Everton. Yeah. And that you concede another goal from a corner, which is the 15th goal you've conceded from corners, which is the most since Brighton did it since they conceded 16 in the 2017-2018 season. Leicester have conceded 56 goals this season. 56 goals. They are in 14th. In fairness... Def- defensive injuries have been a nightmare for, for sure, that, but they that have, is so many goals. Yeah, and look, I just don't know how. Like, there are certain players where you're like, well, you could, you, you could see, you know, you're bringing in a, a risky guy. Like this guy is, a, you're bringing in a Danny Welbeck, and you're like, oh, I'm shocked that his <laughs> his hamstring got in. You know, it's not right. like that. J- Johnny Evans, it feels like it all everything unraveled for them when Johnny Evans got hurt. You have a healthy Johnny Evans the entire season. It changes, I think, all of these things for them. But they've had to do it without a, a guy that they've said from the very beginning is a key piece to there. And now they're like, uh, James Justin, shoulder separation, might not play the rest of the season. He's saying Ricardo Pereira might not play the rest of the season. All right, you're right. I'm out of the uh, So that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm like, I'm, who? who? I got, can't transfer. Madison out. You're going to bring in Fofana? You're going to bring in Castagna? You're going to bring in some of these other players that you know are going to play or you think are going to play? No, because they're not going to be like Luke Thomas is probably going to play now. Eh, who cares? Does that matter to you? I just not there's when you got nothing, the same Brent yeah, Brentford at the same price point. Nothing about them. Anyone who is playing them, they are a team to target, not a team to bring in. And I include like how many people went to Casper Schmeichel this week? A ton. A lot of I, people did. I looked I at it. About it right. I thought it. about it because you yeah. look at the green matchups and you just say, oh, man, they have two great matchups this week. How is that? Wh- what is good about them? Is right Chelsea going to demolish them in 37? I think they might. And I have Havertz. So, like, should I sell him or no? Like, this is exactly oh what I'm gosh, saying. I'm I feel so like torn. so much of the rest of like just for an FPL moment here in this seg- in this section. So much of the like the last two weeks of this season are going to come down to like Thursday and Friday training and injury reports, like the last minute things of like, oh, this guy, you know what? We're abundance of caution. We're going to shut him down today, because th- th- that's what Lester just did this week. Where it's like we talked about it like what three or four weeks ago, where James Justin's stats were unbelievable, mm, but it was like wow. Yeah. They're rotating a lot. They have a lot of different things. They have like so many irons in the fire. How are you going to trust any of these guys? And now you get to a, a week where he might matter, and he's done. You do not get James Justin the rest of the season. Is James Madison going to play? I wouldn't even. I wouldn't count on it at all. Harvey Barnes. You want to take a chance on someone? Sure, take a chance on Harvey Barnes. But nah. that's it. That like in in when you do that, you're doing it because you're taking a chance on him. Let's hustle, let's hustle through this. I just want to throw out. Uh, I think this is how you say his name, Joaquin Anderson for Crystal Palace. Defender 4.5 has two matches in match week 37 at Villa at Everton. Not a horrible pick. No, I wouldn't say so. Crystal Palace in general for that double is good. Norwich nil, Hammers 4. We talked about the Hammers quite a bit already this week. Uh, I just have two quick things about Norwich. Already relegated Norwich. Number one, uh, will it be all right if I give out the Brad Guzan Award for Courage to Tim Krul? Especially the way <laughs> he gave up those first couple of goals. Poor guy. Uh, feel bad for him. He he cares. He just uh, didn't have a chance. <laughs> Number two, did Dean Smith say after this match, Brian, that Norwich were the better team? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, this is a... 
all of the managers that you would wow. expect a good quote from this week were very either complimentary or very like appropriately disparaging for their team. Like I think it's hard not to blame a bit Tim Krul here uh, for his role in the, letting in the first two goals for sure. They're just terrible. Yeah. They are just terrible. There's nothing. But you appealing. know them. They'll regroup and win the championship. Yeah, next they're going to do great next season in the Sam Byron will be the defender of the year. Oh. I mean, honestly, the only news out of that, like we've talked about, Jared Bowen is is their best player, the most important player they've had you know, this season for sure. Antonio getting injured after getting a goal for the first time in, like, what, 20 weeks or something like that, and he gets injured at halftime. Now? You're going to score now and then get injured now? Right. After all of this, Mikhail Antonio, you're going to do this now to anyone for, whatever, for decision-making? And then Ben Rama mirroring his early season. Ben Rama being outstanding at the beginning of the season, dropping off for most of the rest of it, and then scoring a brace this week and getting 16 points, and then getting injured. Like, you just lose two people who have just, you know, can't finish the game. Antonio, I mean, obviously they need him more. So maybe it is just caution, but either way, you have two injuries to players who are really good in a game that's essentially nothing. Everybody wondered what would happen to Manchester City after their devastating loss to Real Madrid in midweek. Scott, you've said it. They're going to do one of two things, which was somewhat obvious, but you felt like they're going to come back with a vengeance. Well, I thought right. that the Newcastle match would decide the title. I really did. I thought this might be the match where if, the, if there's an emotional hangover, Newcastle have shown that they have the ability to do some damage against anyone that maybe this would be the match that we decided when when Liverpool drew to Spurs, it was going to have to be a Newcastle win to let, keep the table level, and here it's 5-0. It is 5-0, but, Scott, they lost another defender, and I'm just saying I, I, for whatever reason, have a good mojo feelings for West Ham this week. They lost Ruben Diaz, but getting Ruben Diaz back was a bonus for them. They had already been dealing with a huge chunk of what six weeks or something like that without him. So losing him again, to me, it's not like saying, Oh, we don't have like De Bruyne's ankle blew up and he's going to, we have to get surgery on it and he's out or whatever. It's not like losing some other huge cog and it's not somebody that they haven't dealt with it already. It's a little bit different for, for losing him. It's not great. But they've managed without it up to yeah. this point anyway. Hey, in that same game, though, not that it matters a, a whole ton, but Newcastle did get Callum Wilson back, and Kieran Trippier was back out. Like Was he? Kieran Trippier started and played that game, yeah, after the broken toe, and he's back and started well, he and played. He helped them lose 5 nothing. He That's helped good. them do exactly nothing. Good for him. You're you got I'm, the, I'm, you, seriously. I'm happy. That no, but you got the city match out of the way, and the the end of the season for Newcastle. The last two matches are you know we talked about it. They play you guys at home next Correct. week. Yeah, you can get got. For Ars- sure. Arsenal can can for sure. Arsenal can concede. Yeah, and then for they sure. finish uh, game week 38 at, um, Burnley. at Burnley. So a, a Burnley team that probably will have no healthy defenders and might just have to go for it. So it's not entirely insane. Newcastle, who you've largely forgot about, Bruno G and Kieran Trippier and a lot of these guys, 
I don't. I don't I, hate I, Bruno G transfer in for. It, it's not an. I to me, it's not an insane uh, group for of sure. people to think about um, for the last two matches. I agree. There are still six more matches in Game Week 36 as we sit here, but we've walked through what we can so far of the Game Week and in prior episodes prepared you for Game Week 37. Hope you've enjoyed it. Scott, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.